0: Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. What's up, my friends? It's Kate Warman here, and you are listening to the Heart of Dating podcast. You won't believe it, but today is the season finale of season seven, and it's our last episode of the year, which I'm so excited about because it's a really good episode. But in some ways, I'm also a little bittersweet because I love this podcast and getting to bring this to you every single week. For the first time in a long time, we are actually going on a full podcast break until early January, 2022. I decided to do this because I really wanted to fully focus in on all things for our upcoming HOD Conference 2022, which is happening this February 12th, 2022. Which speaking of that, have you got your ticket yet? Seriously, have you got your ticket yet? Our Heart of Dating Conference is back, you guys. This time, both virtually and in person for the first time ever, ayo! You're gonna have two different ways that you can watch and join the conference. In Orlando, Florida at LifeBridge Church, or virtually, where you'll get just about the same experience as if you come in person. With our brand new state-of-the-art social network, mobile app, and conference technology, you're gonna feel like you are attending the conference in person, even if you're watching virtually. All attendees are going to be able to build a profile and connect with other singles on the app, watch sessions live, live chat with conference attendees. Think of it as your own mix and mingle all throughout the conference. Have access to the schedule conveniently in one location. Also have access to all 15 plus hours of content after the event for three months and be able to join different organized meetups. We have upgraded the entire virtual experience for this conference. Your virtual ticket will give you access to multiple live stream sessions on Saturday, February 12th, as well as over 20 plus videos of pre recorded content from speakers. Registration for the conference will also include a fully virtual second day of online speed dating and mingling. Let's go! And then, of course, if you can swing it, we're also offering for the first time ever an opportunity to join and watch content with us in person. Your in-person ticket will give you access to a packed Saturday of content at LifeBridge Church in Orlando, Florida. We will end our Saturday with an in-person singles mixer. Let me tell you, it's gonna be really cool and not awkward. I can't wait. And on day two, we will join the virtual attendees for virtual speed dating and even more mingling. We're gonna have speakers, including the amazing Anthony O'Neill, Rich Wilkerson Jr., Levi and Jenny Lesko, JP Pacluda, Luke Lazan... Camilo Buchanan, Deb Valeta, Jamal and Natasha Miller, J.D. Rogers, David Marvin, Kat Harris, Stephanie Mae Wilson, and so many others. Though something to really note, you guys, and this is important. Not all the speakers I just listed will be live in person in Orlando, but they will be doing incredible content for you. Early bird tickets are on sale right now until December 31st, New Year's Eve, so swipe them now. They're a perfect Christmas gift to yourself or to your friend. You can go to hodc2022.com or just heartofdatingconference.com to buy your ticket right now. All right, let's get into today's episode. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited for this episode because we are closing out season seven of the Heart of Dating podcast talking about online dating And specifically, how to stop swiping into an oblivion. Dun, dun, dun. And did you guys know that there's actually such a thing as Online Dating Sunday? I didn't find out about it until this year, truly. But this is really cool information. Online Dating Sunday is historically the busiest day of the year for online dating. And it happens to be the first Sunday of every year, which for this year is actually Sunday, January 2nd, 2022. Now, why is it the best day of the year for online dating? Because of people's New Year's resolutions, post-holiday blues, and come on, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. So everybody is ready for a fresh new start. On Online Dating Sunday, apps expect around a 30% increase in new users, as well as 15% increased user activity. So here's the thing, you guys, my girl Kat Harris and I teamed up to help you get your online dating life in order right now in December. Why is that? Because you don't show up to a marathon race without some training, right? You show up ready to go, trained, and in the game. And we wanna help you get ready to shine on Dating Sunday in 2022. Let's start being intentional right now, okay? So this episode today is all about how to practically avoid swiping until you're blue in the face. Kat and I wanna help you to know who to swipe right on. How can you pick out the good ones? How can you have better success with online dating overall? Also, I don't want to do all of this without pointing you in the direction of an amazing dating app, because that just wouldn't be fair. One of the top questions I get asked is, what is my favorite dating app? And today, I'm revealing one of my favorite apps of all time. It's called Upward. And today, I want to encourage you to download Upward and give it a shot after you listen to this episode today. Here's why I like Upward. It's a great app if you're a person of faith and want to be with someone who is in alignment with your faith and values. It's a catered community of faith-focused singles looking for a real meaningful relationship that will lead to marriage. And not to mention, there's so many success stories of people finding a perfect match on Upward. I also love that the questions on the Upward app allow you to really dive deep about who you are, why your faith matters, and what it is that you're really looking for. So again, I want to encourage you to check out Upward, download their app in the App Store. One last thing, Once you're done listening here to this episode about how to stop swiping into an oblivion, I wanna encourage you to go check out Kat's podcast, The Refined Woman. Over on her podcast, we talk all about how to go from online to in-person. It starts with your dating profile. So we actually give you some of our top tips on how to set up your dating profile. Some of this content, you guys, is actual content that we give privately in some of our workshops that we teach. And we are giving you a sneak peek into some of that content on these two episodes. So I can't believe it's the last episode of season seven, but what a season it has been. And we are ending it with a bang with these two episodes on The Heart of Dating and then over on The Refined Woman. So without further ado, let's talk about how to stop swiping into an oblivion. All right, all right. We
1: have Kat Harris on the podcast today. What is up, my girl? Oh my gosh, not much. I'm so excited to be chatting with you. I am sitting in a hotel room in New York City and recording this podcast. And I am just really excited about that. (laughs) It's like back in the day, I love Kat
0: in New York. And for you guys listening, this is like, I don't know, Kat's probably fifth time on the show because Kat and I, have been friends for pretty much 10 years. We talked about this last night. I think we've been friends for basically 10 years at this point. And we met in New York city where she is right now. Well, not exactly where she is, but in New <laughs> York city where she is recording this podcast right now. And it's just been so cool cat to do life together and to also, you know, walk through our dating lives together and Today we're talking about online dating and we're specifically talking about how to stop swiping into an oblivion and cat like... I think we're going to get into lots of details, but what oh, I love God. about it is that, like you and I, have really done this process together. We mm-hmm. have done our podcast together, our books together. Like God really has aligned so many areas of our life to just walk this journey out together, and then also personally, we're really good friends, and we actually, you know, voice memo each other all the time about our dating woes, <laughs> like mm-hmm. things we're going through, which includes online dating, which. I think it's so funny that we titled this episode like "How to Stop Swiping into an Oblivion" because literally both you and I have felt that way at many times. <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I shared with you personally in the last few weeks, because I've experienced some personal heartbreak and rejection in this season of, in this season, this year, let's just be specific, this year. And I reached out to you right before our last online dating workshop. And I was like, Kate, I am so discouraged. I feel burned out. And I actually do feel like I'm siping into an oblivion. I feel like I have put in my 10,000 hours and why am I not seeing results like that? I want to. And so, I mean, I just wanted to share that from the get go, because I think I just want people to know, like, this is, this is real. Like, this is my life. Like Kate, this is your life. And just because we talk about this doesn't mean that we are perfect in it. And like, we're going through this process as well. And why we're doing a Episode on how to stop swiping into oblivion is because we have both felt like we're gonna find our make, meet our maker at the end of a swiping oblivion at times. Yes.
0: Literally, it's like my hand is falling off. Like oh I'm gosh. swiping it's yes. just terrible. And it so we're gonna start this conversation today, you guys, by going into how online dating works, but also give you some actual tips on how to swipe on somebody that is quality. How do you discern that? How do you find people that are quality? Quality on the dating apps because we believe they do exist even amid the fact that we've met a lot of people on dating apps that aren't for us, you know, between Kat and I. And we want you to also know we have another episode on Kat's podcast as well, where we specifically go through how to get real results and how to really refresh your online dating profile, the three picks to use, the three picks not to use. We talk about what to write in your question prompts. And it was just, it's such a good episode. So we want to encourage you to also go and listen to that episode, which is on her podcast, The Refined Collective this week. So let's talk about, the fact that people do meet online, you guys, because the reality is for me uh, and for Kat as well, we have a lot of Christians in our audience and a lot of Christians specifically are saying things like, No Christian people actually meet on dating apps. But the reality is, y'all, I'm sorry to report, actually, I'm happy to report that the stats prove that people are meeting online, including Christians. In fact, over one third of people are meeting online, including Christians, and that number is climbing year over year. In fact, Kat and I both know a few people that actually have met on a dating app. My amazing friend, Brittany Moses, and her fiance, Jason, they met on a dating app. The incredible Hannah Brincher met her hubby on a dating app. My best friend, Nika Diwa, and her hubby, Emeka, who you guys, they are now TikTok famous right now. So go follow them on TikTok because they are hilarious. I can't believe Emeka wears all these wigs. It kills me. I think it's so funny. But they also, years ago, met on a dating app, Okay. Then outside of that, there's tons of famous people that meet on dating apps or go on dating apps. Drew Barrymore earlier this year admitted that she got back on a dating app after watching Netflix's Bridgerton, which I don't blame you, girl. After watching that show, you're like, all right, I got to meet someone. (laughs) But Chrissy Metz from the show This Is Us met her now boyfriend also on a dating app. And you guys want to know what, you know, I know you want to go to church and meet someone and that's fine. You still can do that, right? I mean, you still can go to church. You can still meet people at church, but I'm not here to burst your bubble. However, I want you to face the reality that less than 2.6% of people now meet in church. Okay. Less than 2.6% of people. And where are they meeting instead? They are meeting online. They're meeting on dating apps. So today, Kat and I want to highlight actually a Christian dating app that we both happen to really like. And why we love that it's a Christian dating app is specifically for the people that are always like, well, I can't meet Christians online. Well, I'm like, well, okay, voila, here is Upward, which is an actual Christian dating app. So people coming on the app, like you are filtering out a lot of people that aren't Christian that you may connect with on other apps. And So we want to encourage you today to download Upward and give it a shot, okay? Give it a shot after you listen to this episode today and also listen to Kat's episode on the Refined Collective where we give you an online dating challenge and so many other tips to really, you know, make your profile that much better, giving it a facelift. So here's why we love Upward. I think it's a great app if you're a person of faith and want to be with someone who also is in alignment with your faith and values. You can even create a statement of faith on the app, and you also can see what denomination the person is, which is really interesting. And you just don't get that at other dating apps. It's a catered community of faith-focused singles that are looking for a real and meaningful relationship to lead to marriage. Not only that, but outside of the success stories that I just mentioned of people that I personally know that have found their match on a dating app, Upward has tons of testimonials of people meeting. I'm going to read two of them right now. So this one is from Chloe and Cameron, and this is Cameron's testimonial. I can proudly and honestly say I have a 100% relationship success rate with Upward matches. Chloe was my first match on Upward, and apparently, that's all I needed. From the very beginning, she has both challenged me and cheered me on in every area of my life. Even from three hours away, we have a developing and thriving Christ-centered relationship. I am so grateful that Upward connected me with such a loyal, humble, Christ-like woman. And then, you guys, there's Amanda and Trent, which I love this. This is from Amanda's perspective. Trent and I met on a Christian dating app called Upward. I don't think we ever would have crossed paths if it wasn't for the app and God's timing. Trent lived an hour and 40 minutes away from me in Wisconsin. We were instantly intrigued by one another's profiles and we matched with one another. Trent reached out to me over the messenger in the app and we started to make small talk. A couple of brief exchanges happened and then nothing. And I thought Trent ghosted me. About a week or two goes by and I received a random message from Trent. I could sense his sincerity when he told me that he completely missed the last message I sent. And he thought that I, in fact, was the one who ghosted him. In an effort to redeem himself, he asked to take me out on a date. And you guys, the rest is history. I specifically love that testimonial because I think the word ghosting gets used so much when it comes to dating apps. And y'all just never know. Like truly, the person may have not actually seen your message. So I think we need to stop using that word and putting a label on everything like, oh, they ghosted me and just go into that negative mindset and think maybe they didn't even see your message. Maybe they were busy. Just give them the benefit of the doubt. All right, Kat, that was a lot of information, but we're going to get into some of the practicals, girl. And I have a question for you right now. You know, obviously you and I have talked about the fact that dating, online dating can be tough for us sometimes. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think there's other reasons why people are finding themselves swiping into an oblivion. What what do you think? Like, why do you think people are swiping into an oblivion?
1: I have so many thoughts, but first before <laughs> I share all of my thoughts, I also wanted to share a person that you and I both know that also that met their spouse online. Yes. And I don't think a lot of people know this publicly, but Bianca Oltaf, who is this yes. amazing, big famous Christian pastor, her and her husband started a church together, Matt. They met online, her twin sister, Jasmine, Forced her into starting a profile. Jasmine even (laughs) made the profile for her and helped her do her swipes. Well, get this. Her and Matt actually both went to the same church for years. Oh my gosh. Oh my god! They went to the same church for years. I love that. Yeah. But they, isn't, isn't that crazy? But they never met because they were both so busy. Bianca traveling, speaking, conferences, books, all of that stuff. And he, was traveling a ton as well. And so they literally would not have met even though they lived in the same town and went to the same church unless it would have been for online. Wow. So I think... I I love that story and that's it's not a secret. She's shared that publicly. She actually shared it on my podcast a few years ago. But what I love about that is that I think sometimes we think, oh my gosh, online dating can be so awkward. But one of the things I love about online dating so much is when you do match with someone who is already in your community or that goes to your church or is in your world, it can be a really low stakes way to drop that hanky, which I know something that you <laughs> yes. and I both really talk about is you can be like, oh, hey,
0: like
1: and it can just be a really low stakes way to start a more intentional conversation on dating that you probably wouldn't have the guts to do so if you were just hanging out at that Christmas party on a Friday night. So I just love telling Bianca's story because I feel like not a lot of, I feel, well, I feel like a lot of pastors meet really young when they're 18, 19 years old and get married super young. Yet Bianca is this powerful, strong woman and a pastor and got married in her thirties and met online. So yep. that, that's that. Now, what, <laughs> why do I think people are swiping into oblivion? I have a lot of opinions on this. One, I think there can be a lack of intention. So we go online and I have totally done this while we're watching The Bachelor or Bachelorette. We are <laughs> yes. all like, on the subway, swiping right, swiping left. I am not really fully present or aware. And so I am not really showing up fully. It would be like if I showed up to a workout and was on Instagram the whole time. Yeah, I'm still there.
0: Yep. That's why I hate online workouts sometimes because I'm like, I'll like be doing it on the TV and then I see a text pop up. And then I'm like, oh, well, I'll just text this person back. Half the class has gone by. And I'm like, oops, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm not being intentional.
1: <laughs> right. And actually, there's all these articles out there about how multitasking in general is doesn't work and isn't, isn't yielding real results in our life. So I think we, you, me, us, so many people will say things like, oh, I've been online dating for years. And it doesn't work. But really, when was the last time that you actually did it intentionally? Turned off the TV, turned off Instagram, not doing it while you're at a stoplight, but really carved out some time in your day to day life to be intentional about really looking. And I think next, there is a mindset issue. I know that when I am showing up already with a mindset or agenda, I then see evidence of that mindset. So then whatever does or doesn't happen becomes ammunition for my cause. So if I'm already showing up with a lack of intention and showing up with this idea or a mindset that says, been there, done that, online dating doesn't work, or it works for other people, but it doesn't work for me, or there are no legit guys on here, or guys on here are only looking for casual, then every guy that I swipe on or don't swipe on that quasi meets that narrative, My brain is going to just look for that. Our brains are constantly looking for proof of what we already believe. So, so much of showing up in the swiping into oblivion starts with what is our mindset before? Is it possible that God could have someone incredible for us online? Is it possible that we could have fun doing this look for evidence of that. And I think we swipe into oblivion because before we even open our app, we've decided that online dating doesn't work for me or it may work for others, but not for me. So I yeah. think we help create that reality. And then finally, I think that we can become too attached to results. And what I mean by that is it's really good to have clarity. Like, oh, I'm looking for a serious relationship or I'm ready for marriage or I'm ready for kids. I'm just get really, really clear with what you want. But I, I've chatted with you recently, Kate, that I realized there's a difference between having clarity and having a chip on my shoulder. Yeah. So I can be clear about what I want, but if I am so attached to that, that I don't have any sort of openness to get to know someone, and online dating is all about being open to possibility. I think that even at times, I have held so tight to my attachment of, well, I want to get married in like a year from yesterday, and I know what I want, that I've showed up with too much pressure, and so it just hasn't worked because of that. So. Those are a few of my those are a few of my thoughts on swiping into Oblivion. I'm sure you have a lot to say about that too. Well, everything you said, I completely echo. I'm like in
0: support sitting here with like, like putting my hands in the air. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. We recently also did a clubhouse and my friend Anastasia said this and I loved it. What you perceive, you receive. And so that's Anastasia Jones. That's not my quote, but I love that. Like what you perceive on online dating and what kind of results you will get from online dating is often what you will end up receiving. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so if you're going in, just like Kat said, If you're going in like thinking that there's no good guys out there, this is not going to work for you, like there's nobody quality, then you're probably not going to meet anyone quality. Outside of that, if you're going in with this laundry list of expectations and thinking like, well, I need to be married in a year, so I'm not here to waste my time and blah, 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 then guess what? That person is also, if you do match with someone, they're going to feel that energy, it's not going to be attractive to them. They're going to think that you're looking to size them up to fit this perfect little checklist of a box. And they're not going to feel like you are genuinely curious about understanding and meeting them and finding out about who they are. And nobody wants to date somebody that they feel like is just sizing them up for marriage every single day. Like that's so much pressure. Trust me. I, as an Enneagram three, I did that back in the day a lot. I was just like on performance to be guys wives. And it is the absolute worst. <laughs> it's like, the worst feeling ever. And so we just want to encourage you that with that mindset, that could be why you are going and swiping into an oblivion. You're not being intentional. You're doing it mindlessly. Your mindset is not in the right place. You have too many expectations. And then finally, I want to bring this up and we're going to camp here for a second But I actually truly believe with the stats that over 35% of people are meeting online and having healthy relationships. People like Bianca, my best friend, Nika, Brittany Moses, Hannah Brencher, and so many others, Christian leaders who are meeting their people online. With that being said, there are good quality people online. But I want to question you guys. If you are swiping into an oblivion, I wonder if you are willing to challenge Who you are swiping on. And this comes into the idea of like challenging your idea of type. And if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that a few months ago, I did a series, a compatibility series. And I basically, in this series, talked through the reasons why we potentially eliminate people. And what it comes down to often is that we have preferences that we are holding so tightly and treating like non-negotiables. Like maybe we wouldn't say that it's our non-negotiable, but subconsciously we're treating it like a non-negotiable. And you often see this showing up the most on a dating app because you'll be on a dating app and you will just subconsciously swipe left to the person because of things like their age, their height, their ethnicity, their weight, their location. You will just subconsciously be like, nope, I'm not even going to read their profile because I see the height. Nope. I see their weight and that's not exactly the weight I was hoping that person would be. Nope. I see their ethnicity. I'm not going to date that ethnicity. That's not my type. Swipe left. And so I want to just quickly have an honesty hour moment with you guys to think of why are you swiping left on the people you're swiping left on? And more than that, also, why are you swiping right on the people you're swiping right on? If it's not working for you, if you're not meeting people that you actually want to date, then maybe we need to question who you're swiping right on and why you're swiping right on those people. So you're obviously listening to this right now because you have tried online dating and you feel like you are potentially swiping into oblivion it is not working out for you. So I wonder if there are potentially some things you could switch. Maybe it's time to shake it up. Maybe it's time to challenge your idea of a quote-unquote type and the preferences attached to that type and just be open. Like what is the worst that could happen? You swipe right on a guy that's shorter than you or the same height as you and it doesn't work out. I mean that's that's the worst that can happen. Well, it's already you've already had things that didn't work out for you, so okay, like that, that's okay. But what is the best that could happen? You swipe right on somebody that's a different ethnicity that you wouldn't normally have considered. And you end up having a great connection and you realize like, oh my gosh, like this is an awesome guy. We have a lot in common. We share a lot of the same core values. I love talking to this person. I am enjoying building a friendship with them. This is potentially my person. And you would have previously, without doing this challenge, never swiped right on them. In case you guys didn't know, I actually have to be careful of the foods I eat because I have chronic illness. As it turns out, I'm also allergic to gluten and corn. And honestly, it can be difficult to find snacks and delicious things I love at certain stores. But guess what? My friends at Imperfect Foods are turning this around by sourcing quirky but delicious foods and delivering them to you in a way proven to reduce emissions. Imperfect Foods is a grocery delivery service offering an entire line of sustainable groceries that taste delicious and reduce waste. It's an amazing way to get yummy snacks and also make a difference in our food system. You can visit imperfectfoods.com to see if they deliver in your area. Once you sign up, you can personalize your weekly grocery order with fresh seasonal produce, pantry staples, and yummy snacks. You guys, I actually just did this, and I ordered a ton of my favorite snacks, snacks that I can only get at certain stores, and it was so exciting. I was like, oh my gosh, they have all of my favorite snacks, snacks that are gluten-free, snacks that are corn-free, things that I know are going to be so good. I also ordered this delicious organic meat fajita that I'm like really excited to try. And guess what, you guys? Right now, Imperfect Foods is offering our listeners 20% off your first four orders when you go to imperfectfoods.com and use the promo code HEART. That's 20% off your first four orders, and that's up to an $80 value at imperfectfoods.com using the promo code HEART. You guys, I cannot wait to get my snacks in the mail. It comes at you every single week, but you get to customize your order at the beginning of the week. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Friends, my goodness, I am so excited about our sponsor for today they are one of my favorite brands today we're talking about warby parker warby parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores offering eyeglasses sunglasses eye exams and contact lenses glasses start at 95 dollars, including prescription lenses Recently, I tried Warby Parker's free home try-on and I got five different frames. It was so fun and easy. Within a few days of selecting, I got five different frames sent to my house. I tried both sunglasses and glasses that would double as blue light glasses. And there were definitely two main keepers, the Beale sunglasses in jet black and the Allstent glasses in the color champagne. I love both of them so much, and I especially love that the prescription glasses double as blue light glasses because I tend to wear them at night or in movies to watch movies. Warby Parker's blue light glasses filter more blue light than their standard polycarbonate or high-index lenses. I love it. So friend, what do you say? Don't let your FSA or HSA dollars go to waste. Put them to good use on Warby Parker prescription glasses, prescription sunglasses, contact lenses, and eye exams. You can also try Warby Parker's free home try-on program. You order five pairs of glasses to try them at home for free for five days. There is no obligation to buy at all. The frames ship for free and include a prepaid return shipping label. That's super easy. You can try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com forward slash h-o-d. That's warbyparker.com forward slash h-o-d. I can't wait to see y'all rocking your Warby Parker glasses. Kat, let's have an honesty hour between you and I for a second. If we are being honest or if you're being honest, have you ever swiped right on someone that could have been great, but you were like, it doesn't fit. They didn't fit your set of preferences or your type. And so you just swipe left. Have you ever done that?
1: 100% 100% so and I have stories from both sides of the spectrum so first of all I'm 5'10 uh, I'm 5'10 barefoot and that means even just when I put my Nike Air Force Ones on I'm close to six feet tall and I also have a a, a big presence and energy so people always think I'm 6'1 6'2 barefoot and I'm like no I just actually do a lot of yoga and have good posture <laughs> and i am know that I have a loud energy sometimes. So if I'm wearing any sort of high heels, wedges, block heels, whatever, I am definitely six one, six two, 6'2". And so that's something that I have definitely felt insecure about over the years and definitely have swiped left on. And I, I now don't swipe left on height anymore because at this point, as a 36-year-old, I have fallen in love with and dated... Actually, most of the guys that I have dated Mm. seriously in my life have either been an inch or two shorter than me or just my height with with both of us not having shoes on. And so what I prefer to be with, I don't know, Tom Brady... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or a guy that is a quarterback and 6'4", 6'5", so I can feel like tiny and protected. And yeah. yeah, I would totally prefer that. But I've also experienced time and time and time again that, first of all, height is not a deal breaker because I of my own experiences that I've had. And also, I would never want anyone to judge me or not give me a chance because of something that I literally cannot help. Yeah. I can't help that I'm 5'10". I can't help that I have brown hair. I can't help that. I, I can't help a lot of things. Like I can, I can help my personality out. Like if our personalities aren't in alignment, if our values aren't in alignment, but height, I can't. And so yes, I have definitely swiped left on height, but I, that's something that I'm, I've like, shifted in my own life. And then I'll also say just as an encouragement, two of the best dating experiences that I've had in the last five years have been with guys that I matched with that lived out of state. Yes. Yeah. And I, I like, from coast to coast, very far away from each other. And it definitely felt like a risk because at the time, I lived in New York City. If you live in Brooklyn and you meet someone that lives in Harlem, that's a long distance relationship and you swipe yes. left on them because you're never going to see them. But one of my friends challenged me a couple years ago to expand your search radius, and it's easy to fly. I mean, it's no, it's December of 2021. I've been on close to 50 flights this year. It's easy to fly. It's easy to see someone. It's easy to make that happen even really quickly. And so, yeah, I've definitely swiped left on location for a long time and would keep my radius within five miles or within 10 miles. And now I'm like, open that baby up, open that baby up. You never know. So that's been my experience.
0: I love that you say that because even in the testimonials we read from Upward earlier, both of those situations were long distance. One of the couples was three hours, the other was like an hour and 40 minutes, I think. And that's still long distance. Like, it's that's enough of a drive that you're not just casually driving over to that person's house that night. You know, like you're probably having to be really intentional. You're probably mostly seeing that person on the weekend. And so, even if it's just extending your radius in your state, in the very least, I get so many people that are like, well, well, I live in a small town and I can't, this doesn't work for somebody in a small town. I'm like, okay, a few things. First of all, expand your radius or move. Like, I don't know. I can't. If you're not willing to do long distance, then you're just going to feel begruntled forever. And it's never going to change. It's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. You have to be open to long distance if you live in a small town and you can't meet anyone in your small town. Or if it's really getting bad, then you got to figure out if you can move. But I love that you bring up location because I feel similarly, uh, my best relationships in the last two to three years truly have actually been long distance relationships. And it's just been incredible to see also how people can pursue long distance. I am a firm believer that you can be creative with long distance dating, that you can still be thoughtful. You can still be romantic. It can still feel normal and you can be intentional with that person. And some of my best situations in dating relationships in the past few years have also been long distance. Also for me, Kat, like I completely agree. I, you know, I, Dated mostly guys that have been my height or just a little taller or a tiny bit shorter for the majority of my life. And I've just always, you know, kind of owned that. I'm 5'7". I've dated a lot of guys that are 5'7". The average height of a man is 5'9". And yet all of us ladies are like, we want a guy over six foot tall. And I'm like, yo, but like the average height is 5'9", which means average, a lot of guys are below 5'9". And so we have to be willing to be more open. A huge area that I've also felt challenged in personally has been ethnicity. And when I did a post recently on this, on my Instagram, I asked people like, do you think that you have a type when it comes to ethnicity? And over 70% of people said, yes, I have an ethnicity type. I have a specific type that I am more attracted to. And this this was really sad to me and eye-opening. And in the past few years, I've also realized and had to challenge myself that I was swiping left on guys that were certain ethnicities because I just didn't think I would be interested or attracted to that ethnicity type or that we would have two different of backgrounds. And I I wasn't even in a place in those times where I really wanted to get curious. And that's been something as well that I've really had to challenge myself in of like, okay, Kate, if you're not getting the results you want, if you're not meeting guys, but you're only willing to swipe right on this ethnicity or this height of a guy or this age or whatever it is, like, of course, your odds are very, very, very slim. And so I think it's just we, you know, we really should challenge ourselves on dating apps. And just on that, the ethnicity thing really quickly, the two ethnicities that have the lowest success rates on dating apps are actually Asian males and black females. And this we just need to be aware, you guys. Like This is horrible. To There's a lot of stats out there. We did an episode about this, um, an ethnicity roundtable, actually, where we had a black female, an Asian male, and a Hispanic woman. And we really dove into what it's like for them on dating apps and what it's like for them dating. And so I think we just need to be aware. And so my question for you today is, if you feel like you're swiping into an oblivion, I want to ask you, Have you swiped left on somebody because of their age, because of their location, because of their height, because of their ethnicity, because of their weight? I want you to think about it. Like honestly process, have I been swiping left because of those factors? And maybe you're not going to transform all of them overnight and be open to all of those things overnight, but maybe you pick one or two. And tomorrow you, or tonight, you download Upward and you start thinking and being more proactive to say, okay, I'm going to pause. This person is shorter than I would have necessarily wanted to date before, but I like their profile. Let me read their profile. I love that they love C.S. Lewis or I love this about them or this is really interesting. You know what? I would have disqualified this person previously. I'm going to swipe right and let's just see what happens. Or maybe same with ethnicity. Maybe you see someone that's a different ethnicity than you would have previously considered and you are just more thoughtful. You're more intentional. And Kat said this earlier. We can often swipe into an oblivion because we're not being intentional and using our time, being intentional with our time on these apps. So I want to encourage you to take one or two of these factors, age, location, height, ethnicity, weight. And pick one or two of them and say, I'm going to start on Upward to be more intentional, to not automatically swipe left because of one of these factors. So that's my challenge to you guys right now. We're going to dive in now, Kat, to a few other areas of things that you should look for, okay? And I think the biggest things I wanted to challenge people on was what we just talked about. Kat, you and I teach a workshop, and we're not going to go into every single detail that we share in this workshop, but I want to talk about a few of them. One of the top things that we, you know, we're looking for as people of faith is we want to see that that person is a legit person of faith. And what I love about Upward is that, again, it's a Christian app. So you can see people's denominations. It takes the guesswork out of knowing if someone shares similar faith focuses as you. But, Kat, you and I, outside of this, have also talked about (laughs) how, like, yes, faith can be important and you want to look for that. But how do we do it without being like, overkill when it comes to Jesus on our profile.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because I think you and I have both expressed to each other personally in the last year that it's kind of triggering when someone instantly DMs you and asks, well, what church do you go to? Or what does your faith look like? Or "How (laughs) how serious are you about your faith? It instantly puts me on the defense. And my faith, my relationship with God is the most important thing in my life. And it it feels kind of offensive. And what it feels like is that this person, this stranger that I don't even know, ha, is trying to figure me out to see if I fit within the mold of what, they're, of what they're looking for. And yes, it is totally fine to want to be with someone that shares your faith. But I think what it can feel like oftentimes is that I am being reduced to a one-dimensional paper resume. Yep. Mm-hmm. And my relationship with God is like a spiritual
0: is resume, right? right.
1: Like and, yeah. it feels like a job interview as opposed to this is a living, breathing human being made in the image of God that God really, really loves. And this person has a story. This person has hurts and hangups and probably doubts and questions. And instead of really approaching dating with curiosity, it's well, I just want to know if they're legit. And all that breeds and speaks to me is pride. Mm -hmm. Like who made you the spiritual (laughs) expert in everyone's (laughs) life? Who made you the morality police? Who made you the, the Christianity police? And so I think for me, it's all about showing up with a posture of curiosity and humility. So yes. So what does it look like to be overkill on someone's profile for me? If it's like, Tell me your like top three Bible verses and why, you know, like tell me, you know, (laughs) tell me what your quiet times are looking like these days. Like, honestly, for me, that feels so, it feels really triggering. And also, I mean, this is, it's also no secret that I've been deconstructing different parts of my faith in the last few years. And my relationship with God, Jesus, Holy Spirit is still my top priority in my life. But in that there's, I've had more doubts and more questions in the last few years than that I've had in a long time. So when I feel like someone's just trying to figure me out instantly without getting to know me, it's an instant turn off.
0: Uh huh. I completely agree, and I think what it does when we are so specific about how someone talks about God and whatever in a DM or on their profile, we first it's very prideful, like you know. But it outside of that, it also doesn't leave room for how that person communicates and connects and develops relationship with God. I think we have put a lot of spiritual expectations on people and we are like based on what we think is right, based on truly what we think is right. And so because of that, we're like, well, if they don't talk about God this way, or if they don't go to church every week, or if they don't do lead a Bible study, or if they don't do this, then, you know, they don't read their devotional every single morning, then, I can't be with them. And I'm like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Like you are putting your expectations on what that person's relationship with God should look like without getting curious, without seeking to understand who this person really is. What does their relationship actually look like? How do they connect with God? And also like, not only that, but I can tell you very personally from experience that I have dated the guys that, you know, go to church every week, lead the Bible study, do all the things, and they have, some of those guys have been narcissists. Okay. And so you really have to dig deeper into thinking like, all right, what it, what would it look like to not put my spiritual resume of expectations on this person and be open and get curious about what faith is for them and what their relationship with Jesus is like, and just be open, be, get curious and not, judge them from uh, like the first thing that feels off to me about like the way they, uh, you know, commune with God. And also last thing I'll just say on this, cause it's a pet peeve of mine. One thing that I really think we need to avoid doing is just all the Christianese in the DM specifically asking somebody to tell us how they came to faith in a DM. Oh my gosh. Barf, oh my
1: barf, barf, gosh. barf. It's,
0: it's the worst. Like that is such a personal story that first of all, like, How dare you for asking me that in a DM? Like, this is like, so like, my story is very personal. I feel like you're sizing me up. I get it. Like, A lot of people do it just because it's like a natural, like, well, how did you come to Jesus? You know, like, but do not do that in a DM, you know, get to know this person in real life, ask them in person through time, get to know them, like allow that to be a part of the experience. We flatten our story so much when we just share everything in a DM and then you wonder why you feel so rejected and hurt when it doesn't work out. Well, because you're sharing these vulnerable parts of your life and story with someone over a message and that's not what you should do. Anyway. It
1: also feels like a cheap attempt at intimacy or yeah. a shortcut to intimacy. Let's share all of the most intimate details about our spiritual lives from moment 1 where <laughs> yeah. so basically you're asking someone that you don't know to get spiritually naked with you. Yeah. And true intimacy cannot be shortcut. There is no bypass for it. it truly takes time.
0: Yes, yes. And you just won't know. That's a great point, cat. Like you, you know, if you meet somebody on a on upward and obviously like you'll probably know for because this is a dating app that you're sharing at least a base of a Christian face with that person, more than likely, right? And so that's great. But Keep the conversations of how long have you known Jesus? Tell me about your relationship with God. Like, how do you connect with the Lord? What's your favorite Bible verse? Save all that. Y'all, like, just don't, like, please, because it feels cheap. It feels just like Kat said. And you also won't really know what a person's true relationship with God is until you see them through time. And outside of that, you like outside of just knowing what their spiritual resume is, I want to look at what are the fruits of the spirit in their life? How are they living their life? Like, how are they treating people? How, what are their relationships with other people like? You know, and those are the things you can only see through time, right? What do you think, Kat?
1: Yeah, I I 100% agree. I think you're super, super on tracks. Just don't be weird.
0: Yeah, don't be weird, Don't be weird. (laughs) Don't be weird. All right, you guys, if you haven't finished your holiday shopping yet, don't panic. I have a secret source for incredible original gifts, and it's called Uncommon Goods. UncommonGoods.com has the absolute best gifts for everyone in your life. Your mom, your dad, your bestie, the person you have your eye on, or your significant other, all the things, you guys. And it's not just stuff you can find anywhere. Uncommon Goods has unique and creative gifts that are often handmade by independent artists and makers. So skip the gifts that scream last minute and find something truly original at UncommonGoods.com. are some of my favorite things from their site. You guys, you can actually buy experiences like a date night painting kit, which will include a painting set and a 90 minute painting class. I love that. And I would be so thrilled if a guy took me on that kind of date i also have my eye on this amazing brasserie serving board and glass dome which would make a great gift with the hand-blown glass dome it keeps cheese bread baked goods all the things fresh and of course i still love my life story so far journal which would be such an incredible and really inexpensive gift to give someone this season and if you're looking for a really good gift for a man in your life there is this really cool whiskey enhancing oak tumbler that is built to help expand the flavor of whiskey I mean, what guy doesn't love a whiskey, right? Uncommon Goods look for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the US. Uncommon Goods also offers uncommon experiences. Like I just said, you can choose from live online classes in mixology, cooking, flower arranging, embroidery, and even more, all from hand-picked artists and experts. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com H-O-D. That's uncommongoods.com H-O-D for 15% off. Don't miss out on this incredible offer, you guys. Uncommon Goods, because we're all out of the ordinary. So, you can swipe right based on somebody's faith, but like, you know, how do you get more serious in the DMs? Well, just don't overkill it when it comes to talking about faith in the DMs. Get be open and get to know the person. The second thing we briefly want to cover is just character. And of course, you're not going to know everything about the person. And but like they really look at their profile and see what they have written on their profile because that is their impression that they're trying to leave leave you with, right? And so what kind of photos do they have in their profile? Do they have like five mirror selfies? Do... They have all party pictures. Are you know if it's a guy? Is it all shirtless selfies at the gym? Which Kat and I talked on your podcast. It's like my least favorite thing is like the gym selfie. Please don't do that. Or if it's a girl, is it all bikini photos? Like you can post a photo in your bathing suit, but like is it all bikini photos? Or you know just like you know the thirst trap photos, y'all. So like, what is their profile saying about them? And not only with the photos, but do they have they thoughtfully answered their questions, or does it look like they just like slide? some information on there like they did it in two seconds because oftentimes what we're doing we are looking at the first photo and we're like ooh, that's hot that person's hot whether it's a guy listening or a girl you're swiping right because they they look hot and then you miss the fact that they like put zero effort into their profile like you were you're literally swiped right because you think they are just like really attractive and you miss the fact that they didn't really fill out their statement of faith. They didn't they weren't thoughtful in filling out their profile like the other profile images that they have are, you know, not great images, like kind of thirst trap images. And then you wonder like, oh, how did I get in? Like, why is this not working for me in a dating app? Well, because you didn't actually look at their profile. Mm -hmm, (laughs) So mm -hmm. I think it's super important to just, you're not going to know like the full character of a person by just what you experience on an app, but it does show you something about who they are and what they're trying to present to the world. What do you think, Kat?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think we, our time and our intention reflects our priorities, just kind of showing how, man, does this really matter to me? Do, do I really want to meet someone? Then I'm going to take... A minute and really answer these questions thoughtfully. I'm going to think about the photos that I'm putting on. I'm going to be intentional. We are intentional about every other area of our lives with our careers. We will get into hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt to go to undergrad, grad school, do workshops, all of those things to promote our career. We'll do therapy. We'll do emotional intelligence workshops to get better at our interpersonal dynamics. But with love, we're like, oh, it'll happen when it happens, or we can't mess up God's plan for our lives. So they're going to either accept me or not. And I just think, no, this is about being intentional. And I want to be just as intentional about my love life and even my online dating profile as I am about every other area of my life. So how can I, we talked on, we talked a lot about how can we show versus tell. If if someone is showing you that they're just like in Cabo doing body shots, like they're telling you a story. So how can we tell a story about who we are in those, in the profile in the online dating profile because the average person spends less than 60 seconds looking at a profile. So how can you make it count?
0: Mm, That's so good. So we covered, you know, their faith, the character of the person and what you can perceive by looking at their profile. And the last thing is just their interests. You know, I think, this is probably one of the more easier things to tell on an online dating profile. So hopefully, if they've actually been thoughtful about their profile, they are putting some images on there or writing some things in their question prompts that shows you what they're interested in. So, you know, and this is what you need to look for other than just like, are they attractive to you? You know, what does their profile say about them? And what are they interested in? And is do you find that interesting? Or is there any point of commonality? So are they outdoorsy? Do they like to read? Are they a deep thinker? Do they love their dog? (laughs) You know, the photos that somebody typically chooses to put on their profile and the way they answer their questions reflect a level of what they love to spend their life doing. And so make sure you're paying attention to those things. Again, we're saying all this to help you stop swiping into an oblivion. And so often we're aimlessly swiping and then we match with somebody that like, we're like, wow, this didn't go anywhere or this was disappointing. And so we're backtracking and saying, okay, like, what can you do to be more intentional about who you're swiping on and why, or who you're swiping left to and why you're maybe swiping left to those people. I think a lot of times we don't even look and consider that, like, what interests does this person have? And do I find that interesting? Do I want to find out more? Am I curious? Do we have something in common? So look at their interests and let that be one of the other factors that drive you on swiping right to that person potentially.
1: Yeah, I think what is so important, even just about interest, Kate, is the idea that life and romance is not like rom-coms. Really, you're looking for someone to do life with. So how do you like to play? How do you like to spend your free time? How do you like to rest? And I think especially with online dating, it's so easy to subconsciously, and I know we don't want to admit this as people of faith, but subconsciously make it primarily about the physical attraction. But I remember a pastor one time said, okay, let's be real guys. Let's say you have sex with your person, your partner, your husband or wife once a week. Cause the average American has sex 52 times a year. Now let's say you have sex once a week. So that's 52 times a year and it takes one hour and all the, all the married couples a- at church, like all laugh <laughs> when he says that. Cause they're like, yeah, right. It's like 20 minutes, but <laughs> let's just say it lasts one hour. So for 52 hours in an entire year, that's not a lot of hours. And yet so much of our decisions with dating and online dating is made solely on that physical attraction. But who do you want to be with the other 23 hours of the day? Who do you want to be with in the mundane? Who do you want to read with, play with, rest with, fight with? That's why the interest part is so important.
0: Yes. I think this is, oh, it's so, so good and so important to challenge ourselves on that. And that even comes back to like the points we said earlier, things like height and weight and ethnicity. And like, why are we attracted to the things we're attracted to? And why are we putting so much weight on some of these qualities, especially physical attributes, you know? And so when those aren't going to be the things that drive your relationship forever. And the fact is that attraction, you guys, we mainly say and put attraction as only being driven by physicality, but attraction is so multifaceted it's emotional, it's spiritual, it's intellectual, and it's physical. But physical isn't the only way you're attracted to somebody. I have dated some, like back in my day, I dated a Ralph Lauren model and he was gorgeous physically. Okay. But like intellectually, he wasn't very smart. And intellectually, we, I didn't really connect with him or have deep conversations. And emotionally, he wasn't very empathetic or compassionate. And spiritually, this is way back in the day, we didn't share any sort of moral values that were the same. And so I dated this person purely because they were hot. Okay. If I'm being really honest and I realized like after a little while, I was like, man, (laughs) there's nothing else here. And actually I'm not that attracted to this person overall, even though physically they were, you know, really good looking. And so these are the things we want to challenge you on when you're on the dating app. All right, Kat, we've covered so much ground today. I was going to ask you, what is a mistake we see people making in the DMs? Mm -hmm. But I... I think we kind of covered some of that and maybe you have just one final note there because once someone gets into the DMs, I'll just say one of my least favorite things is like telling your whole life story and we said that already kind of, but just stop doing that. Do you have any like final tip for what's a mistake that people do in their DMs that they should stop doing?
1: Yes, this will be rapid fire. I would say then this especially goes to the ladies is the biggest mistake that I see is people not asking people out. It is a total myth that a guy is supposed to lead and that a guy only has to ask the girl out or else, you know, you're being too desperate. Ask them out. Online, the goal of the app is to get in person. You already, especially using an app like Upward, you already know two really crucial things. Intentions are on the table that you're looking for love and that your faith really matters to you. So just get in person be willing to say, "Hey, I'm so glad we matched. Do you want to FaceTime this week?" Or if you live close to to each other, "Hey, I'm so glad we matched. I would love to get you I would love to get to know you more. Do you want to grab a drink? Do you want to go to a workout class? Do you want to go on a walk?" Don't be afraid to ask someone out. I know we put that pressure especially in Christian cultures that guys have to do all the work, but if Ruth proposed to Boaz, we can ask a guy out in the DMs.
0: Yes, and we can make it known. Like what I see, and I I hate seeing this women do this, is like they're waiting weeks on end for the guy to make the move and they're like so frustrated about it. Then they're telling other girlfriends. They're like, oh, he just keeps talking to me. And I'm like, ladies, if you don't want to keep DMing the person, you do not have to. You have to let him know that, hey, like I've been enjoying talking to you and, you know, I don't love – I don't always love these apps and just texting on here and I don't always get on the app, but I would love to meet in real life. Would would you fancy meeting in real life? Would you fancy going on a date or having a FaceTime in the very least? Like if you don't want to keep talking for weeks on end, you don't have to. Start owning that and taking your power back. I just get so frustrated with so many women who are like, well, he's not making a move. He's not initiating and we're just talking forever. And I'm like, well, you can do something about that, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you can say and stop that process and create boundaries in your life. And so that's such a good point, Kat. I think getting off the app as soon as possible is so important because this is a person on the internet, you know, and they, if you talk to them for weeks on end, somebody you don't know without actually getting on a FaceTime or getting in real life and it doesn't go anywhere, that's kind of on you. You know, you allowed yourself to continue to enter and get emotionally attached to this person through all the deep conversations and you've never even met them, you know? And so I think we need to take it off the app as soon as possible. Kat, this has been so fun. I'm just so grateful for you today and all that we talked about. You guys, we want to finally just give you a charge to... Download Upward, try it out, see what happens. Know that Christian dating does work online and Christians meet online. Over 35% of people meet online, including amazing Christian leaders. We want to empower you to challenge the way that you were swiping on these apps, be more intentional, more thoughtful. And we really hope and pray and are excited to see how your dating lives transform. Just a reminder, we also did an episode over on Cats podcast, The Refine Collective, and we talk about how to redo your online dating profile, give it a facelift, and we give you an online dating challenge. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, want to go encourage you to get, hop on over to The Refined Collective and listen to that episode. Kat, thanks so much today. This was so fun, girl.
1: Thanks for having me. I love you. I adore you and just so grateful to do life with you. Me too, girl.
0: All right. All right. I hope you feel empowered and encouraged. And now I hope that you go over to the refined woman and listen to our episode on cats podcast, where we talk about how to go from online to in person. It starts with your profile. We give you some top tips about creating your profile, what to do and what not to do. It's so much fun. It's such a good episode. So go ahead and listen to that. So you can start preparing for dating Sunday, January 2nd, 2022, AKA the first Sunday of the year. I'm so thankful for you guys. This has been an incredible season. We're taking a little bit of a break and I wanna encourage you to check out our Heart of Dating Conference because we're taking this break just so we can prepare for that conference. Go to hodc2022.com or heartofdatingconference.com to find out all the details about our upcoming conference on February 12th, 2022. All right, that's it for this season, you guys. I will see you next season.